0: Welcome to another episode of PodVer. In this episode, we're concluding a three part series on creation and the Sabbath. And joining me is Dr. Ronnie Nalin, who is the newly appointed director for the Geoscience Research Institute. Welcome, Dr. Ronnie, and I would ask
1: you to introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Clyde, uh, for inviting me to this podcast series. And uh, just introducing myself to the listener my name is. Um... Ronin Alim. I'm originally from Italy and my specialty is geology. I'm a sedimentary geologist and I'm currently the director of the Geoscience Research Institute based in Loma Linda, California.
0: That is great and it's great to have you back. The last time that you were here you were with Dr. Tim and we had a great time together and I'm very happy that you're taking over from Dr. Jim Gibson who did a very good job in leading the GRI for all these years and you have the responsibility of taking over and I'm sure you're more than primed for this new role and congratulations on the new responsibilities.
1: Thank you Clyde. Uh, these responsibilities uh, that's the word that I think is appropriate <laughs> there is a lot of responsibility. so I appreciate your support and uh, your friendship. Um, as uh, I begin to learn how to take on this uh, important role. Amen. And we'll we'll remember you in prayer. And I'm sure our audience will be praying for
0: you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. So are you ready for the questions for today?
1: For sure. Yes. Looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) All right. So the first question that we got is, if God will create everything new, do you suppose there'll be another seven-day cycle?
1: Yeah, well, that's um, that's an important question. And um, I think it has to do with what technically in theology is called eschatology, the, the study of, of the things that will be. Our window into the future is provided to us from scripture. There is um, from the study of the physical world, the present physical world, there is uh, inferences that we can make, but truly, I think to address this question, one has to resort to biblical passages and the light that they shine on these. And so um, there is an element of uncertainty in in the sense that how that new earth and new heavens will be at the moment, we we really don't know for sure. We have some elements that we can build an understanding upon. So, for example, uh, there are passages in, in Scripture that indicate a certain continuity um, of, of time and rhythms. In, in the book of Isaiah, uh, the prophet Isaiah has this passage in the last chapter of the book where it pictures this um, uh, worshiping uh, from, from the tribes and the nations of the earth in some ways gathering every Sabbath as, as if this freedom was to be kept um, but we also have descriptions of what the new heavens and the new earth will be in Revelation where we understand that certain things will be different and um, how much of these descriptions can we quickly and clearly uh, apply to the world that we have today uh, his art to say I'm looking forward to, to this I can see when I look at the scriptures that there will be continuity, uh, the world will be a physical world, we will be physical beings as well, but there is also discontinuity as uh, we are told that we will also be changed, our, our nature will in some ways be changed as well. So a lot of the things that we experience today, I'm sure that it will be in some way different. So, Because humans are made in a way in which time is essential for our being. I suppose that time will continue to be an important part. And therefore, this rhythm that God has established for us may very well continue. Um, But we will uh, hopefully experience it uh, all together and understanding more deeply when we will get there.
0: Yes. And one of those verses that comes to mind is Isaiah 3. Is it Isaiah 66 verse 23? Yes. The one that uh, talks about how all, all flesh will come and worship before the Lord uh, from one Sabbath to another Sabbath. This makes it seem like the Sabbath will be there. But as you're saying, there's so many things that we do not know. We do not know many things about the original creation. So I'm sure we'll be in for a lot of surprises when God recreates everything and creates everything new. Yes,
1: <laughs> it, it, this is exactly the verse that you mentioned was exactly the, the, the text that I had in mind. Um, and then uh, the passages in Revelation that come to mind are clearly... The description of the New Jerusalem and the fact that there is basically the concept of night uh, in, in some way is different <laughs> yes. uh, but um, so in some ways one has to try to understand what does that mean it, does that mean that there's no daily cycle anymore or is it an explanation that the light of Christ, the presence of Christ illuminates life uh, constantly uh, so there are aspects to to dig in more deeply in trying to understand this concept.
0: The invitation is to all of us, you know, to be there when God creates everything new so that at least we can be able to experience whether there'll be a seven-day cycle or probably we'll have different time cycles or if time will not even be measured at all. That's something that we can only see when we get into the new world. We'll move on to to the next question. Are there any recommended Sabbath activities? that can help me appreciate God's creation.
1: I just want to add one more thing to the previous question before we we move on to this one. It's important to keep in mind that the new creation is a new creation, but at the same time, the earth is, there is a certain continuity as well. The planet earth uh, will be resurfaced in some ways, uh, as we have the description in 2 Peter but it is the planet that has been restored in a sense, right? And the same is is for us. We too are going to be a new creation, but you and I are still the same uh, human being that came into existence into this economy of history and will continue Mm -hmm. into the new heavens and new earth. So I thought that it was important that we keep this... uh, physical aspect of continuity in mind, the fact that God creates new heavens and new earth does not mean that there are things that are not carried over in the sense that we too will be the same individuals and therefore the earth as a planet, I imagine, will will be a physical entity that has a continuity with what it is today, not in the sense of the processes, the surface and who knows what, how God will restore it? But therefore, if you still have heavenly bodies, still possibly, very possibly preserving a solar system and so on, uh, even the motions, the rotations and so on, I think um, this could have some relevance from uh, practical and, and just uh, a very physical uh, point of view, but again, we have to keep these two elements in mind: the continuity, but also the discontinuity, which is such that to the point that uh, we are told of a new heavens and new earth.
0: Yeah, and you know, I really like the concept of restoration because that is indeed what will be happening. You know, even when Jesus came to die the goal was to restore our relationship you know with our maker with our god because he wanted us to come back into this relationship though of course as part of the restoration process like you're saying we'll have some things being new but it's still us so i'm sure it's the same with 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 the earth
1: Yes. Uh, so uh, coming now back to your second question about something, it's a very practical question about what activities could help us appreciate God's creation on the Sabbath. I really like this concept of the Sabbath as a time with two components family and nature. When I can put these two elements together, I always feel that there is growth happening in me. Family, I mean immediate family, but it can be also fellowship with other friends or uh, relational. The relational component, experiencing a relational component in nature is something that I think is very distinctive and unique. It's a very special experience. So I would encourage our listeners to try to create that particular combination, finding a place where nature is predominant, predominantly featured, rather than human architecture or urban architecture, and finding a place where we can spend time with our significant others or our friends, our, our siblings, our offspring, mm-hmm. our parents. This is a special combination that I found very significant. Now, specifically to say... <laughs> What those activities could be, I think uh, it's hard to, to, to say because it also depends where you live. Mm-hmm. So, for example, yeah. for me, I grew up in a, in a city. So, in an urban setting, we may not be so close to some of the beauty, beautiful natural wonders of that we can still experience in this world. But, for example, I remember very well that that sense of peace and, and, and growth and enjoyment was achieved by simply going to a park, a city park. And I remember there was this um, very well kept war cemetery and uh, it had a beautiful lawn and uh, nice trees. And sometimes with our church friends from church, it was a small community, so it was a small group. We would visit this memorial place uh, in on Sabbath afternoon to have a devotional or discuss together, read from scripture and sitting on this grass and surrounded by this quiet place, feeling the breeze and the wind. Just uh, this type of memories are very, very special for me. So we don't need to. Climb uh, Kilimanjaro, or uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wave the rides, uh, ride the waves, sorry, of the ocean to really experience the thrill of nature. We can find it very close to us. Every sub, you know,
0: we we are privileged because Solusi University is located in a rural part of Zimbabwe. Of course, our climate is not ideal for seeing greeneries like you were privileged with going to the city park but even though our area is quite dry we can you know we have lots of places that we can visit we have lots of um, copies do you know what a copy is?
1: Uh, no actually yeah tell me more about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they are little hills where you have um, lots of gran- granite rocks that are piled mm. up on top of each other. It's I think it's um it's an Afrikaans word that has found its way into our particular version of English down here. So there are these little hills, and you have so many things that'll be going on that will be growing around this. You have um, succulents like cacti, aloe vera, etc., and many other local um, plants, and it's quite beautiful. You know, even though the vegetation is mostly dry, especially this time of the year when it's when it's not um the rainy season, but you can still experience the peace, the calm. And another thing is when you're out in nature, your mind is taken away from the things that tend to stress you, you know, during the week. When you're in the office environment, doing this, doing that. You are peaceful and you're in this place where you can focus on you know, what God has done and you really can improve your connection with him. And you see how he provides, looking at all the dry things, you see how God sustains them through those periods when there is no rain.
1: Amazing. Yes. Thank you, Clive, for sharing about that. And I understand what you're talking about because one of my favorite places here in Southern California is... uh, Uh, Joshua Tree uh, National Park, which is not too far from Loma Linda, and uh, we have this, it's a very dry setting, a high desert with granitic um, bedrock, so there are all these granitic boulders and formations that oh man it's just an adventure for me every time (laughs) i want to climb one it's not really technical climbing it's basically just going on the top of these boulder piles but it makes you feel uh, there is adventure there is silence and peace and beauty so thank you for sharing that and uh, yeah that's a great uh, example of how the creation uh, resonates with our thoughts and if we take the time to Um, associate ourselves with some of the manifestations of god creative power we can also uh, feel closer to him amen and um i think that's a very good place for us to
0: land the plane but before we go let's tackle the very last question where can I get more resources to study this concept for myself? I think it's always good for people to really study for themselves because we can only cover so much in these short episodes. So do you have any resources that you could recommend?
1: For sure, Clyde. Uh, I would like to say that um, if you are interested in um, ways of celebrating the, the Sabbath, there is this uh, beautiful event that occurs once a year. It's called Creation Sabbath. Uh, where people from all over the world join in and find ways of celebrating the creator and the creation as well, the beauty of the creation. So to find more information about this event, you can visit creationsabbath.net. If you're interested in learning more about the concept of the Sabbath and some of the theological implications, I found that A good place to find articles and resources of all levels from scholarly to more practical is actually the website of the Biblical Research Institute, uh, which is uh, um, AdventistBiblicalResearch.org. And uh, on the website, just click on the search function and uh, type in Sabbath and you will get a uh, large collection of um, articles on the subject. And, of course, a little bit of uh, publicity to the geoscience web- <laughs> website never heard.
0: We can, we can never leave that one out.
1: Yeah, we may not have uh, as much material on, on the Sabbath per se, but you will certainly find a few articles. You can use the search function on our website, which is grisda.org. And um, yeah, you will find some interesting articles and perspectives there as well.
0: No, well, Thank you very much for sharing those. We'll put the links in the show notes so that people can be able to quickly access all those resources. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. And I know you are rushing for other, another meeting and I hope you will have a good day. And I also hope our listeners will be blessed and they'll have a blessed time throughout the rest of this week and as they ponder on these questions that we've been tackling on creation and the Sabbath.
1: Thank you, thank you. uh, God bless you. God bless you too.
0: Thank you for joining us on this three-part journey. We've come to the end of this mini-series on creation and the Sabbath. And we would like to welcome your questions. If you would like to send us a question, you can write us at podcast at podverb.com. That is podcast at podverb.com. If you would like to send in a voice note, you can do so by visiting speakpipe.com slash podverb. That is speakpipe.com slash podverb. Please leave us a rating in your podcast player of choice. Ratings help other people discover this podcast and also learn from the discussions that we'll be having here. And If you'd like to be the most awesome supporter of this show, I'd encourage you to support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com podverb. Patreon is a way of financially supporting this ministry so it can be able to reach out more people and we can be able to Build up our studio recording equipment so that we can improve the quality of our recording. Until next time, may you be blessed and may you enjoy the best of God's creation. Bye bye.